This is the Comic Book Kaiju, a comic book discussion podcast where we love comics and you should too. We got a very special Marvel-themed episode for you today. I think maybe I should just change the name of this podcast to the Marvel Kaiju because we talk about Marvel so much on this podcast, but it's because we love it. And we have a returning MCU expert all the way from the Holdo Maneuver and Animation Fascination podcast, the strongest Avenger, Mark Vibbert. Hello. Uh, I think we'll definitely have to hand over that title to somebody else, though. <laughs> In this corner, the new MCU uh, challenger. We've got all the way from the Geek Critique YouTube channel, which if you are not checking out the Geek Critique, you have to uh, right after this podcast. Go straight away to the Geek Critique. We'll have all the links in the show notes. I think that is one of the most well-researched, best YouTube channels around. So uh, we have Mr. Dakota. Yeah, thank you, guys. That, that's quite the intro. I don't think I've ever been introed quite as well as uh, this, but I, I don't want to be known as the MCU expert or whatever. You, got, you, can, you can keep your title, Mark. That's fine. <laughs> okay. um, it's really only just like a certain subset of the MCU that I'm particularly um, in tune with yeah and i'm glad that you are in tune with it because i need it mark needs it we all need it uh because there's been so much stuff coming out of the mcu lately we we want to know where does all this stuff fall on the timeline and that's where geek critique comes in with these fantastic marvel mcu timelines but we'll get into that in a little bit right at the top of the show i did want to mention our lovely friends over at Magic Mind who sent me some energy drinks, uh, productivity, energy. And they also have a campaign going on right now called 14 Days of Magic, where what they're trying to do is donate uh, to the rainforest. I don't know if you guys know that, but the rainforest is in trouble, guys. And uh, we are here to try to help it. And there's this 14 Days of Magic campaign. What they're doing is they want to have people make some type of content, whether it's a YouTube video, TikTok, whatever, Instagram reel, uh, but put the hashtag 14 days of magic. And for every 10,000 views with that hashtag, they're going to donate $10 in their efforts to reach $30,000 towards the Amazon rainforest. So what you want to do is create a little hashtag 14 days of magic. And then you want to get your magic mind because you want to you want to be productive and you want to have have a good time. Um, so you want to go to magicmind.co slash 14 days of magic. Use the code Kaiju 14 and I will be selecting uh, if anyone uses that link and they post something 14 days of magic. I'll be selecting someone to win a free one to three month subscription of Magic Mind. So I actually wanted to get my two MCU brethren to ask, what do you guys do for energy or productivity? Actually, no, Mark, I think I was talking to you off podcast. I forgot. I did ask you this question when we talked about Black Adam. That's what it was. Yeah. You can't uh, talk about DC here. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're on, we're on Marvel now. So what do you do as a Marvel fan to kind of get, you, get a little pep in your step? Uh, I, don't know, I take a, a drink and I say, another. Uh, but no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I usually just try. I will for try to find the healthiest kind of like energy drinks. Um, usually that's either going to be Zoa, like I talked about before, or I like the Celsius. Uh, oh too. yeah. Yes. Um, I've had that before. Those are, usually, those are usually what I get. Anything that's kind of got like the, like the natural caffeine in it. Yeah. Actually you might want to try magic mind cause they have a lot of natural know. ingredients. Uh, Dakota, 
anything that you do specifically to kind of get your energy up when you're creating these timelines, when you're up until two in the morning researching, is there something that kind of gets you uh, boosted? Boosted. Um, (laughs) Okay. I I drink way too much coffee, especially in like the first half of the day. I have a huge thermos that I bring to work every day. And, you know, I drink it on the way into work. I drink it on my coffee break. I drink it on my lunch break. Um, So that, that kind of keeps me going, but, uh, certain days, um, I just kind of cave. I need something sugary. Uh, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. Coke, root beer, monster yeah. drink. It's not good. I'm looking for some, an, an alternative and I'm sure you're about to pitch a, a great alternative. So please. <laughs> yeah. Actually, magic wine is a great alternative because, um, they're also, with this 14 Days of Magic campaign, they're trying to get people not only to donate to the rainforest, but also to be healthier and specifically make changes in their routines. So I've been trying to eat a little healthier. I've been trying to uh, exercise a little bit more, go on some more walks around my neighborhood and uh, listen to more podcasts. But I think everyone out there should definitely check out Magic Mind. Um, they've got some great products. And like I said, that promotion going on right now, hashtag 14 Days of Magic. So 100%, uh, we recommend Magic Mind. Now, something else that we recommend is Geek Critique. Like I said, they have you, Dakota, you guys have been doing some fantastic work on these MCU timelines. So you're on seven now or eight? Which one is it? So I, I officially on YouTube, I've done seven timelines. I started actually on a blog before ever getting into video timelines. And I did a visual timeline. That's kind of what really like drew me in. I was, I think 2015 or 2016. I did my first um, timeline. If you look up geek critique MCU timeline and look for the earliest images on Google, um, you'll find it. It's, it's a nice nice long red uh, image that descends with, I think up to around defenders maybe. And that was fun. Uh, But it wasn't until I got into YouTube and decided to start porting my my content from my blog onto YouTube that it really kind of blew up from there. So I, as of right now, I've done seven complete MCU timelines. Sweet. Yeah. That is nice. Um, Mark, I know you've been burning with these questions that you've had for Dakota. So why don't you take it away? So you answered. Burning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You answered part part of one right there, but uh, now okay, is yeah. it like is it just you doing it, or do you have kind of like you and like a select few kind of other people like helping you out with doing well, everything? Critique Critique started out um, as a channel, not specific, not specifically for MCU timeline content. Um, it re- it started out as a a couple based reaction channel. Believe it or not, it was me and my wife and. Uh, I, I'm still very much married, but she's no longer involved with the channel. Um, she's teaching now, so she can't really have like an online presence like she used to. And it's mm-hmm. I, and so I've just kind of like switched gears with the content. And from there, I jumped into timeline content. And I prefer usually to do it all on my own, just because I get to show all my work. I get to do all my own research. And sometimes I find things that other people don't. And sometimes other people find things that I don't. And sometimes I have to, you know, kind of like rejigger how I put them out there and stuff. But um, it's, it's a fun process. And I have this like weird thing where I try not to look at other people's notes or um, conclusions as to where titles are placed before 
I actually get my content out just so that I don't in any way copy uh, or I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea that it's my work, you know, so I, right. I, I want to put it out there and then I'll look at other timelines. And, you know, if I have to do a second video to correct my work, then that's be it. So be it, you know? Uh, so like, I'm very like OCD about organizing stuff. So with that, I was kind of wondering, totally. like, if you're totally. kinda, all right. So I was, yeah, that's basically, I was going to ask if you were just as kind of like as OCD and like intricate about how you organize and put together like the timelines that I do. Cause I know like you don't only do uh, like MCU stuff. I, I know that you've done like some DCU timelines as well and a few other right. timelines, but like with these, like what's kind of your process in going through of like that first step of like organizing, like, all right. Cause I know like with Moon Knight in particular, like you did like, like the phases of the, the moon and that. So like how, I guess, how do you choose like what's the first layer of, the descending order of what you're doing to figure out the timeline. Some of these. That's a, a really good question and it differs for pretty much every project. So um, I'll, I'll go with the MCU first and as like a whole, like a general thing. I, I do like to keep my, my viewing order, I guess, or my own chronological order in an orderly list, if if at all possible. Sometimes titles overlap, and that kind of gets messy, but there's ways to visualize that on a timeline, and I think I've done that a couple times at this point to show that this starts first and ends later, or starts later and ends first. Um, and I think you can really map it out nicely, even when it isn't necessarily as organized as you may hope it to be, you know, I'm thinking about like Fury's big week. It's not all, it's a number of films and one shots that take place within uh, a three or four day period. There's really no way to make that look nice on a timeline. If you're just doing individualized titles, if you're doing scene by scene, you can make that really organized. I'm not really into that level of organization. I like to look at projects as a whole, um, Recently, I've I've kind of like honed in on the um, the concept of like studying canon one title at a time, and um, if you kind of like take it too broadly, you lose the heart or the the soul of a project. So that's that's kind of where I've um, begun my my organizational process when it comes to Marvel in terms of Moon Knight. Um, I, I can't take full credit for uh, the moon phases specifically. I mean, I did look into the moon phases at first, but the re the realization that the moon phases don't line up with the days of the week uh, kind of like pushed the moon phases out of my mind for a little bit. It wasn't until someone, uh, one of my, um, my commenters mentioned that uh, if you move the uh, moon night series a whole year prior then the moon the moon phases line up with the days of the week, which lines up with everything else. And that just kind of blew my mind. And um, <laughs> so that was a uh, shout out to uh, Chris Evans, not the actor Chris Evans, <laughs> but uh, a Chris Evans uh, for, for pointing that out to me. And that, that video has gone on to uh, get like 10,000 views or something like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's um, I think it's a really cool concept. And I, I believe that to be the timeline placement, even though it's not the timeline placement on Disney plus. And yeah, you mentioned DCEU. Um, I've done a, a DC timeline in the past and 
timelines for me in general are a long process because I try to do my own research for each and every title. And I haven't done a DC timeline in a while. So I'd have to, you know, rewatch all that, do my notes and everything, watch Peacemaker and all this and, and try to like piece it all together. But um, I, I would like to do a DC timeline, like an updated one in the, in the future. But um, right now I'm kind of working on a couple other things. What is kind of like Benny, like your favorite of the, the Marvel like films, TV series to kind of place on the timeline um, and like break down with that so far out of the ones that you've done. You know, each one is uh, a challenge in its own right, or uh, some some more than others. Like I, I really had a challenge with She-Hulk. That was a tough one because they, they really didn't have any on-screen dates or anything um, until the very last episode. So I was able to kind of piece the rest of the story together with that. Um, and I kind of like the challenge, you know, I, I like the idea that, um, you can study something and you won't find out what, when something takes place until the very end of a thing, which was the case with She-Hulk and Moon Knight, because it wasn't, I, I didn't figure out the, like the correct timeline placement for Moon Knight until a couple weeks after that had finished. But I really enjoyed, um, on a personal level, Multiverse of Madness, um, I remember there was a little bit of, uh, a f- you know, online fiasco when Disney Plus put Multiverse of Madness um, a little earlier on their timeline than many people expected it to take place, which was interesting because that, that isn't really the MO for the Disney Plus timeline. And uh, for those of you who don't know or who are, who are catching this for the first time, I don't always um, fall in step with the Disney Plus timeline. I respect it. I respect any... Um, you know, attempt to map the timeline. I understand that others have their reasons to place titles in, you know, in different ways than I do. And I I respect that. Ultimately you're creating a viewing order um, based on your, your own guesstimation of when these events take place and who am I to tell you you're wrong, but it was interesting with multiverse of madness that they placed. um, We all as a community that like, you know, followed, the timeline of MCU uh, chronology and all that. We all kind of placed uh, Multiverse of Madness a couple months after No Way Home because of an early interview with Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi never said it takes place months after, but the the text leading up to the interview said that it was a few months after No Way Home. So that kind of was just stuck in all the chronologists, the MCU chronologists' heads. And when Disney Plus placed it, before Hawkeye uh, and No Way Home, uh, we all kind of were, or no, sorry, not before No Way Home, obviously, but before Hawkeye, that that placed it in 2024 instead of 2025, where everyone else thought it was. That was really fun because I got to kind of experience Multiverse of Madness in a new lens. Like I tried to visualize, well, what if it does take place in 2024? So I was able to go into the film study, uh, you know, frame by frame as I do, uh, come up with some notes. And I found out there's actually no evidence in the film that it does take place in 2025. There's plenty of evidence that it takes place in like fall of 2024. So for me, you know, long-winded answer later. Yeah, I think Multiverse of Madness was probably the the most fun to dig into. Part of like the this last question was kind of, it's interceded in there, but um, you had 
kind of what like what has been like the easiest one to place and what's, what one's been like the hardest to place and then you had already said like the whole challenge of it is, is kind of what makes it more fun and fulfilling to do anyway yeah um she hulk was the hardest uh in terms of the most recent uh mcu stuff to place most fun to place um i mean i kind of already touched on multiverse of madness but I, I had a lot of fun with Miss Marvel as well. Um, I know not a lot of, not a lot of people liked it. Uh, a lot of people did like it. I, I'm in the camp that really liked it, um, or at least liked most of it. And I think that was a really interesting one because there were holidays that seemingly didn't land where they would have normally in the year. I went down a rabbit hole of like, well, what if they what what were they trying to say by adding these festivals, or what were they trying to include by Eid or whatever? And it was, I realized kind of that they were trying to showcase Muslim culture in um, meaningful ways without necessarily making that the focal point of the timeline. So I, I placed it where I placed it um, accordingly, based on you know the conclusion that I came to other people have come up with different conclusions for that. Nice. And did you have a specific moment that was kind of like a light bulb to you of, Oh, I should be making timelines. This is something that people want to know about, or was it kind of just an organic thing? It just gradually progressed. I wish it was organic. Um, <laughs> I've been doing timelines on and off for Marvel for five, six years now, since the YouTube channel started. And I've, ha I've had a lot of success with them, like more success than any other thing on my, my YouTube channel. But for some reason, those were the last things that I thought of to actually produce, you know, and I, the channel stagnated for a long time. And if I had started this a while back, the way that I'm doing it now, I think I would have, I would be a little further along in terms of um, a level of success, I guess, in YouTube, YouTube terms. Yeah. But um, recently I came to the conclusion that like, you know, it was, it was after the most recent timeline uh, version seven, it, it kicked off really, really well. And to this, to the, to date it's uh, last I checked, it was like 300,000 views. So it's done really well for nice. a channel, my size. Thank you. Um, and that's kind of when I decided let's focus in on this. And if I need to make a video on something else, I'll make something else. But everyone's always asking me when something takes place and I've kind of become a de facto expert in that little niche of MCU lore. So I might as well give the internet what they want. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, that is something that I'm always wondering. I'm asking Mark all the time. We have a discord where we're messaging. Anytime something new comes out, we're always kind of like, Oh, where does this take place? What is, what is the behind the scenes about this? So your, your content is uh, very relevant to us for sure. Um, do you have any like future plans of okay i'm gonna stop at the ninth timeline or do you think you're just gonna keep it going until marvel stops <laughs> <I don't laughs> have, have you thought about that of course <laughs> i've thought about it i've you know 
I've always kind of hoped that there'd be a point where I wouldn't have to cover, let's say, phases one through four anymore, and I can just cover five and onward mm. or yeah. six and onward or whatever. But that really can't happen until there's some pivotal change in the way these films or shows are produced because, mm. you know, they can, they can come out with a show that takes place in the nineties. And then I kind of have to stick that in the middle of certain yeah, films. Right. So I hope that there's a point where I can kind of like pivot away from certain things and just be like, if you want to know what happens in phases one through seven, watch mm. our, timeline version 10 or whatever yeah down right. the line but uh yeah i don't i don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon but i kind of in, in my head i i think that the multiverse saga and we're getting into not spoilers but my own speculation in terms of where they're headed um you know a lot of their earlier actors are getting older in age by the time the multiverse saga ends it'll be 15 20 years Bef like out since the MCU started, I think they're going to end up rebooting to um, a degree. I don't know that for sure, but when it comes to something like Secret Wars, you kind of it, it kind of lends to the idea of a certain level of reboot. You know, they're going to keep some actors on, obviously, um, but with the merging of worlds potentially you can do a lot. You can recast Tony Stark. You can recast Captain America and keep these stories alive. But su suddenly you have the X-Men to play with uh, and it's a whole new ball field. And I think ultimately, whether it's after um, phase six or whatever, Marvel's going to have to do that at some point. This isn't, you know, you can't keep your actors young forever. So right. at, a, at a certain point, they're going to have to reboot um, the MCU if they want to keep making these films relevant. So at that point, hopefully I can make a solid timeline that <laughs> encompasses everything there. Uh, but up until then, I, I no promises. Yeah. I always find that interesting. The question of when do you reboot? Because they have that problem in the comics where the, the characters they want to keep them perpetually at the same age around that, you know, um, unless they're like a child, let's say like Miles Morales was 13 when he was first introduced. They want to, they want to see some progression up to a certain point and then stop. It was the same thing with Peter Parker when he was first introduced. It's interesting with, like you said, the live action actors having real world age limits. Um, I actually was just watching the assembled this morning on She-Hulk and I was looking at Mark Ruffalo. They showed him today and then they showed a clip of him 10 years ago in the original Hulk. And I was like, Whoa, I forgot how much he's aged already in this role. And with Tony Stark being gone now, at what point do like you said, like you said, do they reboot it? And Oh, Tony Stark's back. We've got Iron Man, Captain America's back. Like that's, it's very interesting to see where they'll go. Um, from here and, and they can either drop the ball on that or Marvel can be geniuses and we're all praising them. Uh, so I'll be interested to see where they go uh, specifically with reboots and stuff like that. Um, do you have any specific process when you do the timelines, the things that kind of help you or where you're narrowing it down, breaking it down into a more bite-sized portion where you can, 
uh, get to it easier or is it just, you know, give me all the information. I'm just going to process it, crunch it and just make the timeline. Do you have anything specific as far as your process goes? Note taking. Um, I'm especially in the past couple of years, I've, I've been really vigorous with, uh, with taking notes. Trust me, like, especially when it comes to editing videos, like mm. you need to know when a character says this line because right. you'll be editing a video and you're just like, I know this, I know he <laughs> says this line somewhere in this movie and I'll be looking for it for 20 minutes. So note taking is super important, uh, especially when it comes to stuff like that. Like, all right, this is going to be an important scene to use in a video. I got to note down that it takes place one minute and 20, second, 20 seconds into it or, you know, an hour and change. So that that's super important. Um, being able to get a copy that's like like a, a digital copy that's 4K. Um, you know, I don't condone like torrenting films, but when it comes to content like I do, it's necessary. Um, and I'm I'm not you know repurposing the films online. There's always a level of uh, you know I, I'm changing the yes. the source material to right. adapt to to yeah. YouTube and everything. So. Right. With that, I am able to slow down the footage. I'm able to pause it on certain frames, go frame by frame when I need to. If there's like a, a certain, sometimes it's as simple as like a certificate or a receipt on screen that I'm able to note a, a date. And sometimes, most times actually within the MCU, they're conscious of that in, in, in the, the, the props department or the the digital effects apart department because they'll notate like when the film is supposed to be coming out or when it's supposed to be taking place on the timeline um a good a good um example of this is actually in Miss Marvel in the halal vendor stand we see uh he has a um like a food license date that you know, translates to March something 2025. Obviously, this wasn't filmed in March 2025, so they had to produce that prop for the film. Um, and that that really helped in, you know, determining when the, the title took place for me. So little stuff like that. Yeah, I noted all down in an app that I, I use all, like I, I take all my notes down. And um, from there, I... Like right now, actually, I, I I was looking at my notes app this morning. I have like about a, a novel's worth of words <laughs> written down in terms of notes. I, it's like a hundred thousand words of notes from just Yay. different, like Avatar, The Last Airbender, Marvel, Star Wars, everything that I I'm interested in potentially making timeline nice. content for. Yeah. Do you have a favorite franchise? Um, whether it's Marvel, DC, Avatar, Last Airbender, do you have a favorite specifically that that you always kind of fall back on? With YouTube, it's it's Marvel. Um, but in in my personal day to day life, I mean, I I grew up with Star Wars. It was my my first love. The first movie I really remember getting on VHS. My dad my dad bought uh, Empire Strikes Back, and uh, I was I was hooked from there back yeah. you know in the in the nineties. Nice. But yeah. It, Star Wars has always been like my go-to love. I, I listen to all the audiobooks. I, I watch all the films, obviously. I'm super invested in stuff like Andor. And um, probably right after this, I'm about to record a timeline video for Tales of the Jedi. Oh. Uh, which is an interesting one because they 
potentially no they definitely like retcon a couple things um so that'll be an interesting one to get into yes sorry everybody for who's watching this for mcu stuff but side star wars tangent (laughs) um but uh because we talked about the whole thing with like dooku in that like third episode of his where like how that's kind of like concurrent with the events of phantom menace almost so it was and almost like butting up right up against like attack of the clones well a little bit but I thought that was interesting how they kind of interwove that one a, a little bit within to the events of that. So I thought that was a, I liked that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah that that was my favorite of them actually. I think you're talking about the one where he is meeting up with Sidious, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and the, the Yaddle episode. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I that was my favorite of the bunch. I have like a lot of notes. That's like of all the episodes, that's like my my largest section. So I'm really excited to talk about that. But yeah, man, anyway. I can't wait until that one comes out. I appreciate it. It takes a while um, when it comes to like editing videos. Um, oh yeah, especially like when you're trying to find clips for every mm. single second that right. you are putting on the screen. Yeah. Um, you know, there's easier ways around that. You can just talk over, you know, still images. But I, I, I've kind of like pushed myself into a corner of like you've make really, you know. I think they're quality videos. You have to keep yeah. making that yeah, level of video. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever felt any pressure to top the last timeline or the last video? Uh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's natural. I'm sure you get that with podcasting, you know, you want, you just want to get better. Right. Um, when it comes to timelines, you think about what you can do different next time. You think of what you can cut out or add to it to make it a better thing to keep audience engagement um, or to just make it look better and oh, yeah. or sound better, whatever. And that's something I've learned over the course of seven times of doing complete MCU timelines. But uh, in in terms of like individual like titles, like since I've been doing the Moon Knight, um, since I did the Moon Knight one and then the Multiverse of Madness one and all the way up to the She-Hulk one, um, I try to keep the quality consistent. Like I want it to look consistent, but I'm always learning new tricks. You know, that's, that's part of the, that's part of the trade. You, you hope to, you hope that the next time you jump onto the editing board, <laughs> it's a little bit quicker than the last time. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent, especially uh, just doing these video podcasts. It's way more work than just doing the audio podcast. Uh, I can so imagine. I, I feel you on that one. Um, but Dakota, I thank you very much for your time that you've spent with us today. I love all of your timeline videos that you've put out so far. And I'm loving the content in general. You've got the Project Geekology podcast, which just had a Rogue One episode. Um, yes. We've got the Geek Critique YouTube channel. And then geekcritique.net is uh, the website where you can find all of your goodness that you're putting out onto the internet. So I just want to say thank you very much, sir, and keep up the good work. Thank you. And if, if you don't mind, I, I would love to ask you guys what, what your um, – uh, fandom of choices you, you guys asked me I, I would like to know yours i'll let back to go first well it's i'll be honest kind of now a, yeah it's kind of 
it's like asking him to choose between his like favorite child. Yeah, oh, of, course, ki- of course, kind of. Um, I think I have kind of phases that I go mm. through. Right now, it's I'm in I'm in a kind of a Marvel phase right now. Just there's so much good Marvel content um, that's coming out, but I'm also a huge Star Wars fan. There's a ton of good Star Wars content that's coming out right now. And then I also do a Star Trek podcast. There's a ton Ooh. of good Star Trek stuff that's coming out. There is. Um, and so I go kind of back and forth. I try to stay up because I'm doing a comic book podcast. I try to stay up with DC image, you know, dark horse, boom studios, all, all kind of comic book publishers. But right now, Marvel is the one that gets me excited when, and they're putting out star Wars comics. So it's like, yeah. Marvel is kind of the best of both worlds for me right now. Sure. All right. All right. Now I have to answer. Um, so I think, yeah, kind of like you, Vector, like it kind of goes a little bit around, like still overall, my favorite, uh, movie trilogy as like a fandom of all time is still back to the future. So that goes along, you know, with all like this timeline stuff of figuring out like where stuff is placed with that. Uh, but then again, like, I like Star Wars a lot. I like Marvel a lot. Um, <laughs> I like Lost a lot. So <laughs> all 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 things that have their own kind of things that just like time travel in general, I like that. So I think that's why, at least for me, where my mind kind of goes to with and why I found when I found uh, your channel, Dakota, like that's what I was looking for because I I had already like been for a while, like in like letterbox making my own like MCU chronological timeline. And I, I sent you my, uh, Apple music playlist that I've been working on with just like chronological music. You did. From that the, was crazy. <laughs> that was, that's an insane project. Um, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you've mentioned that on the show before, but you should probably no. expre- express what that is because I looked at it. I was just like, this is an insane person right here, but that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Well, to be fair with that, I haven't, I've, I think I've been doing that since, um, I don't know, like the beginning of phase three. So like if, if I went back, there's probably be more music from like the first two phases in there. I've been adding some stuff in as it goes, but Mm. sometimes it becomes a pain when I find out, like (laughs) when I find out or figure out that something needs to be earlier in the timeline and then I have, to, <laughs> I have to grab all this chunk of music and move it like up here and there's not like a good way to just drag it all and um but yeah that was that was fun especially with what if uh with those I kind of just placed them where they would have been concurrently within the the sacred timeline so I had like yeah. the Captain Carter stuff next to like the Captain America stuff in there but so, yeah. so for those who don't know, Mark has a timeline specifically for the soundtracks and the and the scores. So he puts the scores relatively on the timeline as as best as he can place them. But also he has songs like contemporary songs and um, oldies that they include in the movies that also go different places on the timeline, and it's super cool. Yeah, it's just it's. Like I said, it's an insane person's project, but <laughs> <laughs> we're all kind of insane if we're, yeah. if we're here. So, 100%. I have to put it in the show notes, I guess. All right. I will make a note. 
<laughs> Excellent. Well, again, you can find uh, Dakota all those places in our show notes, and you can find Mr. Vibbert over at Animation Animation Fascination, as well as the Holdem Maneuver. And if you didn't know, all of our thumbnails and artwork is done by Mark Vibbert Graphic Design. So if you're looking at the thumbnail for this video, that's who's to blame. That guy right there. So thank you very much for joining us again, Dakota. And thank you all of the listeners for listening and watching our content. Please, if you feel so kind, share us with your friends. We always love new people coming to the Kaiju World Order. Um, I'd like to say thank you very much. And Dakota and Mark Vibbert love comics. And you should, too.